Welcome to the Say It Out Loud podcast. I'm your host, Vasavi Kumar. If you're eager to gain clarity, speak with unwavering confidence, and liberate those inner voices, you're in the perfect spot. My mission here is to empower you to break free, find fulfillment, and ignite your passion. You ready? It's time to say it out loud. I've put together a guide of my top 10 tested and proven to work practical strategies and habits to help bright women like you say no, set your boundaries right, live confidently, and build healthy relationships, starting with the relationship you have with yourself. This is a self-paced guide, and I can't wait for you to dig into it so you can start becoming your most confident self because she's in there waiting for you. Head to the link in my show notes or go to vasavikumar.com forward slash guide and grab it today. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Say It Out Loud podcast. My guest today, Kate Northrup, is someone, she's been on the podcast. This is your second time back on the podcast, Kate. And I want to say, you know, one of the first things that I said to you when we got on is, you know, how much, how happy I am that you're talking about money again. Because when I first met you, I think it's almost like nine years ago, that was the work that you were doing. You all, you were talking a lot about helping women do less in their life, right? And then you morphed into really talking about money. And then you started talking about menstruation, all things that we all need as women as women and as women business owners. I just want to say, I love watching you pivoting, shifting, and allowing yourself to talk about the things that are the most relevant in your life and how you use that to help other women in their lives. So I want to first welcome you and say thank you so much for making the time to be here on the Say It Out Loud podcast. How the hell are you? Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm actually great. I am really great. I feel like I am the lotus blossoming in the mud. (laughs) Beautiful. Yeah, I'm just really using the compost in my life for new growth. That's what we have to do. We have to take the dirt in our life and we have to use it for something. So I want to pick your brain about so many things. If I have Kate Northrup here for at least a good 45 minutes, I'm going to ask you all the things. Great. All right. So one of the things that I love about you, and I want my audience to really feel this, is that making money and bringing money into your life is actually easy. Even when I say that, there's still a part of me that's like, that's bullshit. I'm working on it right now. I'm very transparent mm-hmm. with my audience. I don't need to have it all figured out. These are things that we've had to rewire and unlearn. So I want to hear from you and just kind of hear the words that you have to say about the, you believe that making money is easy. Like you fundamentally, you it believe- can be, it can be easy or it can be hard. And it kind of depends on the paradigm. So I want to just preface this whole conversation by saying that as a white woman who grew up with class privilege, Mm -hmm. I am aware that my experience is going to be different than other people, Mm -hmm. that all of our experiences are going to be different. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and so there's like the 3d layer of money, which is very real Mm -hmm. and inequity and, and all sorts of power imbalances. And here's what I know. The best way I can contribute to the healing of systemic issues is through individual empowerment. That's my own personal job here. And so I just want to get that out of the way in case anyone's got a little 
in the back of their mind, like easy or for her to say, mur, mur, mur. like all true. And like, let's see what else there is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and I, so, can I just, can I say that I appreciate you saying that? And as a Brown woman with also class privilege, my parents are immigrants, but my mom was a doctor. My dad was a CPA. We were not starving growing up. They were in private practice. Money was never an issue. I had my own shit that I had to deal with, but I appreciate you saying that. And for anyone who is thinking that I don't think anyone is, but if anyone is thinking that I love hearing from people who who I, who don't have the same experience as me because they're bringing me a perspective that I was like, Oh shit, really? I can look at this. Yes. So just thank you. And I'm okay. so glad that you're here. Yeah. I love that you said that. Okay, great. Because we all can learn so much from each other from like cross pollination and, and in permaculture, um, there's something called, it's not called the growth edge. The growth edge is something else, but it's like, Oh, it's called the leading edge. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, I'm, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> But it's the place where two ecosystems, two different ecosystems come together. The tension of it makes it the most fertile place that there can possibly be when two different ecosystems are meeting. So there's something really fertile and important about the places where diverse backgrounds meet, where we all need to be like paying more attention there. Um, Okay. And so what happened for me recently, like, I mean, I've been talking about money and studying money since I was a teenager. I started reading reading, uh, financial, personal finance books, like when I was like 15, because I was such a nerd. (laughs) That's what I was doing. Yeah. We're all drawn to what we're drawn to. That's awesome. To what we're drawn to. I've always been really, I was reading I love that. Um, We, you know, and like, yeah, I've always been fascinated by money. And so I recently, though, in the last year, have been hanging out with folks who either grew up in different circumstances, like far more class privilege or just like different industries. And it's been wild because I realize so much of our experience around money has to do with our money paradigm. Mm -hmm. And so getting outside of that paradigm is critical. So here's a practical example. Yeah. I have a friend who's a venture capitalist. And she is one of the only women in venture at her particular level. She's like, you know, one of five in the country. Mm-hmm. And so I've just been kind of listening to how she talks about money. It's very different than what my experience oh. has been and the rooms that she's in and the conversations and the amounts of money she's working with. And here's what she told me, because I was uh, thinking about raising money for this app I'm building. And I was like, hey, you know, I needed like, I don't know, I need, let's pretend I needed 100,000, right? So in the grand scheme of things, depending on who you are, that's a lot of money. It's not that much. It's all relative. And so I was like, I'm thinking what I'll do is like, go, you know, find 10 people we'll all, and, and they can each do 10 grand and then there can be some sort of upside. And she was like, okay, listen, she goes, she goes that, that's fine. And I have no doubt that you can do that. But she said, from an energy, she didn't say it this way. This is what she was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He basically said, Kate, it would be easier for you to raise a hundred million than it would be to raise a hundred thousand in those tiny little, because she said money loves bigness. Money loves speed. Money loves like opening. And, And I was like, that's so Interesting. So I'm always on my growth edge around this as well. And she said it will. So, so to your question about is making money easy, it, it is easy to the degree that we are operating in a paradigm, then it can be easy. Mm. 
because the energy we bring to any situation determines how hard or how easy it is. Like if I'm, you know, mucking out a stall in a barn Mm -hmm. and I'm like, this is the hardest freaking, right? Like you do (laughs) some people, right. Who have a farm. This is like the hard, I mean, I've done, you know, I've done this in my past. I went to a farm school in high school and like, if this is like the hardest job and it's the most disgusting and I'm shoveling manure and it's so, right. That's one option. I actually, I actually, to just bring this point home, I met my, one of my best friends in the world while cleaning out a chicken coop. And it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. We were both 15. We were cleaning chicken shit and it could have been drudgery and super hard, but because we were in the process of falling in love, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, platonically, Mm -hmm. we just, it was the most fun I've ever had. And so that's my invitation is to bring the joy and to bring the life force and to bring the awe and the curiosity and the creativity to making money mm-hmm. because energetically it's very magnetic. Also, practically speaking, people want to be around people who feel good to be around. Yeah. And so you will make more sales <laughs> and you will be asked to do more cool things and you will get paid more when you're in that energy of like, this is fun. This is, it doesn't have to, if easy is not the word that resonates with you, fine. But maybe it's like, this is interesting. This is exciting. This is like enlivening. Money loves that. I could not agree more. I got to say, even with, you know, Black Friday just ending. And by the way, I decided the day of Black Friday, Black Friday sale. This is the first time. I didn't plan out my emails. I had shit scheduled, nothing. It was literally like, oh, let's see how many new people get enrolled. And I was like, and I also wanted to use it as an experiment for me to see where are you still filtering? Where are you still packaging? Where are you still not fully saying it out loud, Voss? So I used it as a practice for me. Like any goal that I set is always like, how am I going to grow in this process? And I have fun. I love growth. I think growth is fun. And I, I was very happy with my results from my Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And I honestly believe it's, I was just having fun with it. If you want to join, great. If you don't, that's fine. I'm having fun no matter what. And I've had to work through a lot of self, like feelings of guilt. I don't know if you've ever dealt with that. Like I felt like, should I be having this much fun selling? Like, should, should it be this easy? Am I wrong for doing this? And I was like, fuck that. Like, I have a great program. I want you to join. Here are all the reasons. And I just wanted to not, be so serious about it. I can be serious as cancer. People know that. Like I can be really, I can be really serious and heavy and deep. And I just wanted to bring fun to it. So I love that you said that. I have a follow-up question about money loves speed. And I'd like to, I'd like to hear your take on this. Like you've been very successful in your life. You've run multiple businesses. You've brought in a nice chunk of cash in your life and in, in your, in your life, you know, you've spoken about how well you've done. And I love that you're so open about it. Did you ever get scared when you saw lots of money coming in. How did you deal with that? Because I think from a very young age, you, you've been quite successful because you've mm-hmm. had your different companies that you've run and you've done such a great job of uh, bringing people together. When you said money loves speed, my first, like mm-hmm. in my body, I was just like, I felt a, ooh, like when I, even during Black Friday, when I saw money coming in at the quickness that it was coming in, there was a part of me that's like, oh my God, there's a lot of money coming in at one time right now, you know? So t- can you talk about uh, that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's where uh, I'm at. I love this question. Okay. 
So like, I think it's true. I think multiple things can be true at the same time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that money can love speed and our nervous systems may not be ready for that. Yeah. And so the degree to which we can actually um, hold that amount of expansion depends on our capacity and it depends on our nervous system capacity. And I didn't know that really until like the last two years. So really, even though you made so much money before then. Yeah. But here's the thing. We're always growing. Right. So I have never had trouble making money. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, the keeping it and the like holding the expansion of it has been a growth edge. And so here's what I put in place a few years ago. 2019 was a, um, a, a year of great inflection for me and my husband, Mike. So 2019, we started, so we had, we've, you know, I've been really into financial systems. Like what are your financial management systems? Because um, my experience in working with my own finances and with thousands of people around their money is that money loves speed to the degree that we have capacity to receive it. Wow. Now capacity. Are you saying receive and hold it? Well, if you want to hold it, then yeah. Okay. Which I don't know. Do you want to be a pass through? Do you want some to accumulate along the way? Like we get to choose, we get to choose. And, And a lot of it is unconscious. Because we think, oh, we think it's about making more money. But then we realize, oh, I've made more money and my expenses keep going up higher. So I actually don't have any more. So we get to choose like, what's the game I'm playing right now? So some people are in an expanding their earnings game. Amazing. Some people are in an expanding their ability to actually like hold and grow. And some people are more in a game of expanding their investing and their giving. It's all good, right? And they can happen simultaneously. But our capacity to receive and hold, perhaps, means two things. One is nervous system capacity. Mm -hmm. The other one is financial systems. Mm -hmm. And to me, those two things work really beautifully intertwined. And the more we increase our capacity to receive and hold, the more willing and able we are to create financial systems. And the stronger our financial systems, the more our nervous system can expand its capacity to receive and hold and grow. So those two things, kind of like the way that I think mindset work uh, toggles and dances with embodiment work and nervous system healing, Um, where it's like, the more you change your thoughts, the more your nervous system changes, the more your nervous system changes, the easier it is to change your thoughts. Like both can play together. So I feel the same way about financial systems and nervous system. And so does money love speed? Sure. Can it just be like an absolute wind tunnel where it like comes in and flies out? Yes. You're just blown away by all these dollar bills slapping your face. And I've had that experience where it like, I will never forget. I mean, Back in the day, you know, a decade ago, we would do these big affiliate promotions and I would make more money than I had ever seen in two weeks. Yeah. And my nervous system would tweak out and within months it would be gone. Not because I bought handbags, not because, you know, like that's not my thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not like a red bottom shoe person at, you know, at this point, Yeah. who knows? (laughs) 
Um, and but it would go to like it would just leave to a variety of places on just on 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 stuff that you can't no, even be like what like did I even spend coaching it on? certainly coaching and I stand by that yeah. um, I will continue to be like one of the world's greatest investors in coaching and personal yes. development because I'm like what else am I doing if not yeah. really yeah. um, trips you know theater tickets like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the usual. Yeah, wellness products. Oh my God, you should see our house and the number of like wellness gadgets between I can the imagine. red light and the biomat and the hydrogen. I mean, all the things. So that's like a big spending area. So one of the things I've been working on over the last couple of years is normalizing, is like feeling safe when the expansion happens. So Q1, no, sorry, Q2 2020. This year is 2022. Yes. Q2 2022 was the biggest quarter I've ever had in business of all time. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't remember how much we made, but it was a lot Mm -hmm. for us, you know, multi six figures in one month. And I really worked with not like not freaking out even from an excitement perspective. Now, not more neutral. Like, it's like, how do I find like, yes, celebration. And like, we, you know, we told, we celebrated, we, we did all, we paid our team bonuses, you know, we, we did those things, but it was like, I want my body to be like, yeah, like this is, this is how it is. Not, this is like some crazy outlier. Because if it's some crazy outlier, then I need to do something to bring me back to a state of neutral, which would be what I had done in the past, which is like spend it all. Because then it's like safer to be with the emptiness. So I've just been practicing what does it feel like to feel safer with the fullness. And again, financial systems are such an important piece of that because one of the things I really want is for women to trust themselves with money. Because when women trust themselves with money, they bring in more money. And when money is in the hands of women, they heal communities because we can't help it. Like that's just who we are. Um, That's what the data shows. Mm -hmm. And so I want all of us to learn to feel safe receiving and to feel like it's normal. You know, you said this on your Instagram the other day on, you know, cause you were running a 21 day money love challenge and you said anytime, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to butcher this, but you basically said when you receive money, you gotta, you gotta say to yourself, there's plenty more where that came from. And do you know, I've been saying that to myself these past few days, like anytime I had a new sale come in, I was like, Voss, there's more where that came from. This is your normal Voss. It is normal for you to send out emails and get on social and let people know about your program. And people are excited about it. It's normal for you to have fun writing these emails. And it's like an easy sell. It doesn't have to be getting in the DMs for two days to close a sale. Like it doesn't have, I don't have to do that. So I just want to say your words are such medicine for my fried nervous system. You know, it's like, and I, I do want to say this as someone who has struggled with addiction and is in recovery almost four years from cocaine, my, my, my relationship to money and receiving, it was very much like that of an addict, right? When I get money, it's like a hit. Ooh, I got my hit. I'm feeling high. I'm... Yeah. So it's this, I always say this to clients with any addiction, you know, addiction to love, addiction to gambling and, you know, anything it's like, you get your hit, you get your fix. Okay. And then you start to be like, wait, you start to come down and then you, and, or, or you have too much and then you need a detox. 
you need to detox from it. And for me, when it came to money, it's like, oh, I brought in enough. Okay, this is great. Okay, I don't need to sell anymore. I'm good now. Like that's how my um, cycle with money would be. It's like when I received a lot, or even if it's like received a lot of visibility, like put in the blank with anything or even receive a lot of love, I need a detox from it. And I love what you said about it's normal. Like it's normal for me to bring in this money. It's normal for my friends to love me. It's normal for my friends to, you know, like it's normal. Like this is the way it, is so I, I this love is hear. the way it yeah. is yeah this is the way it is and here's a practical tool because folks will be like well, I don't know what you're talking about or like how do I actually do that right it's one thing to talk about it it's another thing to actually do it so I have a whole treasure chest mm-hmm. full of tools that I teach yeah but I want to give you one mm-hmm. that is when you are experiencing an influx of cash or an influx of visibility, or like suddenly one of your reels on Instagram takes off and you're like, wow, that's way more people than have ever. (laughs) Whoa. You know, right. And there's like a feeling and it can feel like a hit. Right. Um, I, you know, my, I'm a seven Enneagram. So my lifelong lesson is sobriety Mm -hmm. and, um, I haven't had a journey with substances, but I've had a lot journey with a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. Um, so I know that hit. And it does feel good, right? But it's like, what if we could train our bodies to feel not only safe, but actually to feel pleasure as more of our normal state so that we don't actually need to chase the hit. It just like actually just feels good to be alive on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So one of the tools I love is in a moment of expansion, uh, we often will turn to tools in a moment of contraction mm-hmm. and that's great. That's great. However, I think they're just as important in a moment of expansion because we need to train ourselves at both ends of the spectrum of our range of capacity, mm-hmm. also known as our range of resonance. Tell Darden is an amazing nervous system um, teacher, healer, and she calls it our range of resonance. So our whole, the whole idea here is we're increasing our range of resonance, meaning our range of our ability to stay in coherence in a state of resonance without going into hyper or hypo. So hyper is like, oh my God, and then hypo is like collapse. I'm on the couch. I'm just like, I'm, I'm numbing. I'm doing whatever, mm-hmm. nothing, which is Can I ask you a question before you, okay, actually, actually, you know what? You're probably going to answer the question. So I'm just going to let you finish. Okay, great. So, so I think it's really important that we use these tools in moments of expansion as well. And so the one I love, because you can do it anytime and no one even needs to know you're doing it is to (laughs) breathe into your lower back ribs. And I learned this from my friend, Sarah Tangretti. And so if you don't really know how to do that, put your, put the backs of your palms against your, the lowest ribs. You can just kind of like feel where your rib cage ends. It's actually lower than you might think. Um, And then just breathe into there. I can feel it. My, my lower rib is right here. Yeah. And you just breathe into there. So like we can keep talking and breathing into our lower ribs and, and you listening, you can just be listening and breathing into your lower ribs. So your next breath, you just send it there. I'm doing it. And how do you feel? Let's take a quick break. 
Having been in therapy since the age of 12, I know firsthand just how powerful the process of finding the right therapist is. Going to therapy and talking things out with my therapist has made me happier, clearer, and most importantly, I have a plan for my mental health. I have tools to be able to communicate with others and also the tools to cope when life gets hard, which it does. So let me ask you a question. Is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Regardless if you have a clinical mental health issue like depression or anxiety, or if you're just a human who lives in this world who is going through a hard time, Therapy can give you tools to approach your life in a very different way. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible. And this is an important mission because finding a therapist can be really hard, especially when you're limited to the options in your area. BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you to a professional therapist in as little as a few days. It's easy to sign up and get matched with the therapist. There's a link in my description. It's betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. That's betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. Clicking that link helps support this podcast, but it also gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp so you can connect with the therapist and see if it helps you. And because finding a therapist is a little like dating, if you don't really fit with that therapist, which is a common thing with therapy, you can easily switch to a new therapist at no additional cost without stress out about insurance, who's in your network, or anything like that. I don't know where I would be without the help of therapy and my therapist, but I do know that life would feel that much harder. So if you're struggling, consider online therapy with BetterHelp. Click the link in the description or visit betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. Thank you again, BetterHelp, for supporting this podcast. I feel uh, sturdy, to be honest. I feel sturdy. Sturdy. Yeah, because this right here, I'm like pressing against it. Not too uh-huh. much pressure. It's actually a little sore, to be honest. And it's, mm. but it feels like I'm holding it. So it feels held. And then I'm breathing into it. So it feels alive. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. What I wanted to ask you, and I just, I, I, you know, full transparency, and I talk about this. So I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder when I was 19. So I've had to delve into the inner workings of my mind, you know, me getting that diagnosis was the greatest gift ever for me because I had to learn how to understand my mind. I was given a diagnosis of a mental illness. So I, you know, and I'm even writing my book, say it out loud, how to talk to all the parts of yourself, all the different voices in your head, not too shabby for someone who was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Right. So what I wanted to ask you is how does it feel? This is what I want to know as someone who gets easily electrified and can also very go into a very dark hole of edibles and HBO max. You know, I can, I yeah. can, I deal with that. And, and I, in, in this stage of my life, I feel a lot more here, like kind of, if everyone's watching this, it's kind of more neutral, like that's where I like to be. So when you talk about the range of resonance and um, that moment of expansion, I'm just trying to feel, how should we feel? I don't want to use the word should, but mm. you know what I mean? Are you saying that it should feel like we should neither get really excited, nor should we shut down? I don't want to say should, but you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I just want to know what does that experience feel like in my body? Yeah. Is it I stuff? love that question. I mean, I, I really, I, for myself, yeah. I feel like my purpose of being alive is to live the full spectrum of aliveness. Yes. So 
that means those moments of ecstasy. And it also means those really dark moments because there's something actually delicious about going to the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> I, love, listen, I love me some melancholy. I literally go to Spotify when it's rainy or when I'm in a bad mood. I'm like yeah. melancholy music. Like I yeah. Need- yeah, I have like a good crying playlist. Like there's like a whole... There's so much beauty in the darkness. There's, we were all born in the darkness. So I don't buy into like negative feelings are bad by any stretch of the imagination. What we can do though, is we can create conscious contraction so that we don't need to go into collapse. Whoa. So you were getting ourselves into a, well, can we also do conscious expansion then? Yeah. For sure. And because then maybe, and again, I don't know. I am, I am a, I am an advanced nervous system student. So I am not someone who like does sessions for a living, but I've, you know, I've done a variety of trainings, my own, my own studying. Um, So here's what I think Mm -hmm. from my own experience. I want to hear what Kate Northrup thinks. What I think is that, um, we could, yeah, we can, just like we can create conscious contraction. So we don't need to go into collapse. We could create conscious expansion. So we don't need to go into, so we don't need to get the hit through, um, a substance or a behavior that we know is not healthy for us or, you know, like, and so to me, that's a pretty straightforward one. It's like, what, make a list of things that make you come alive yeah, and then schedule them into your week. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I, <laughs> that one's straightforward. The conscious, but I love the conscious contraction because if you've lived in a pattern of the ups and the downs and that's just become your life, if you're consciously contracting, then you're scheduling time in your life to go inwards. Right. right. That- and this is why I love menstrual cycle awareness. Yes. I would because- love to, to talk <laughs> about- segue. Isn't it funny when I think when I get my period, you're, I think about you at least one time during my period. I shit you not. I think about you. My calendar says PMS five days before, and then it says period begins. And I literally think about you when I have my period. You're, that's it. I, think I love you. that. Yes. I love that. Okay. But here's, I'm going to, I'm going to invite you to not put PMS on your calendar because that is a, um, it's a syndrome that is the collection of symptoms that is not required as a woman. So put luteal instead. I'm getting rid of it right now. No, I'll do it after the call. I'm, I'll do it. I right mean, now. if you're experiencing PMS, there are things you can do, but I just want to say, I don't want to normalize PMS because actually the luteal phase, the five, five to 10 days before your period can be so sweet and delicious and a time of beautiful conscious contraction but it doesn't have to hurt and it doesn't have to be a negative experience. And, and our culture has um, pathologized the menstrual cycle and has labeled it PMS, which is a, which is a collection of symptoms that just stems from hormone imbalance that you do not have to experience. I do not have to identify with this set of symptoms that are the syndrome if I don't want to. You know, in, I started doing this in September where I would put in PMS yeah. and in October, I noticed my period felt great. Like I wasn't as hormonal. I wasn't raging. I didn't want to burn my life yeah. down. And I was like, oh, okay, great. This is because I was mentally prepared for having PMS. Mm. That's fucked up though. It's like, why am I preparing myself for something that I, that maybe isn't necessarily my reality? 
Yeah. I mean, I do think it's good for us to like create space and, and buffer so that we do have, you know, some cushion for the tricky things in life, which are inevitable. But anyway, so, uh, your menstrual cycle is this beautiful map for creating times of conscious contraction. So we have half of the month is a time of conscious expansion, which is your follicular and ovulation phases. And then half of the month is a time for conscious contraction, which is your luteal and menstrual phases. So like our bodies are organized to do this for us. Like it gives us the schedule. Um, so easy. And, 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 you know, obviously like we're going to be out living our lives and, and we're going to be recording podcasts and going to meetings. I'm I'm not suggesting that you like put yourself in your closet for half the month. Um, but you can do it with the energy of like, maybe in that, you know, from days, let's say from days, like 18 to 28, let's just say it's like the last 10 days of your cycle. You are maybe not going out every night of the week. You are maybe not back to back on zoom calls every day. And when you build that in your nervous system will not need to take you out to get the contraction. That is the pulse of the universe. Like our bodies need that contraction, but they don't necessarily need collapse, but your body will collapse if you don't let it contract. There's so much freedom in that. And I'm actually like, let me look at my calendar and I'm, so I'm going to get rid of, okay, everyone listening, don't take my advice about putting PMS in your calendar. I might've shared that a few episodes ago, scratch that, listen to Kate Northam. <laughs> listen, I just do what works for me. It worked for me, but I, I, I appreciate thought out, you know, like it makes sense to me. It's very logical to me. Like, why would I identify with having PMS or if, if it, that, like, I don't have to. I could have a beautiful experience. I'm, I'm, I'm technically PMSing right now. I'm living my best life. Everything's great. Why do I, so like, do I, do you get what I'm saying? It's like, why do I have to identify? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, 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 so PM, right. Is premenstrual. It's just, you could lose the S it's not a syndrome. You're just premenstrual. So you could just take off the S and you're good to go. Fine. That's what I'm going (laughs) to do. I'm sick of labels. I'm PMing (laughs) is perfect. Yeah. I like that. I mean, as someone who was given a label at a very young age and I've had to battle that, I don't need another, oh, great, on top yeah, of that. Right. And I think diagnoses can be really useful to the degree that they're empowering. And then there's a moment for some of us when a diagnosis can be um, a, become a limitation. So you just have to decide for yourself. Yeah. Well, I know you, um, when this airs, this is airing December 7th, you would have just finished your free Money Love Revival. Yes. So I would love for you to kind of just share about that with everyone in case I, I, I'm, I'm assuming if people want to sign up for that, they can watch the replay and then you have they some other cool after that. Yeah. Yeah. So the replay, if, if you're listening to this, the day it comes out, the replay of money, love the revival will be available for another week and a half. So, mm-hmm. um, and Vasavi can put Vasavi can put a link in the show. Notes. Listen, listen, today we are dropping the S off the PM. We're saying my name, right. It's all the things. So we're, we're just, we're all learning. <laughs> I, like, you know, there's those words that you say say in your head differently than are actually pronounced. Yes. Your name is one of them. The other that. one is the word people, which I say in my head is people so I can spell it correctly. And Shut then <laughs> Wait, do. do you really say and it? Same with beautiful. I have to say it be a beautiful in order. That's <laughs> funny. And, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, Kate Northrup has written how many books? Two, just two so far. And she says P opal in her brain. That's great. Listen. I do. I do. I also do my addition with these, this dot counting system that my second grade teacher taught me. Okay. So anyway, 
<laughs> for another episode. You're just all about making it easy for you. I love all that. about make whatever works, whatever works. So Money Love the Revival has been this three day event for free, um, about an hour a day, little, little, probably a little bit more, um, mm-hmm. where we've gone into, we, we were going into these three essential steps for really rewiring your blueprint with money. So shifting from an old money paradigm mm-hmm. to a new money paradigm, um, one that will serve you and that you get to choose, right? Like I'm not here to tell anybody what their experience with money should be. I am here to say, you get to choose and let's design it on purpose. And so that event gives you tools, strategies, frameworks to get that set up. And then um, for those who do want to dive deeper, I am doing a program from January through March called Relaxed Money for people who want to combine the mindset work, the nervous system work, the energetics, and then also the practical financial 3D strategies of like, okay, what accounts do I need? And like, what am I supposed to be doing with my money when it comes in? Where should I be saving? All of those things. I mean, I want, I I want everyone listening, especially if you're in my, if you're thinking about joining my say it out loud group, or you've already been in my group, this is such a, I send your information, Kate, to all the women in my group, because I love your approach. And I love how you make things. I love that you have practical tools. I don't like these abstract concepts. It's like, how the hell do I apply this to my everyday life, which you are so good at taking these, what seems like big, hard concepts for people and just breaking it down. And you just do it in a way that's like, oh, I could win at this. I can do this, you know, you make it so accessible for people. So um, for everyone listening, I will put the link for Kate's program. What is it called again, Kate? Say that again. Relaxed money. Oh my God. Oh my God. I feel relaxed even hearing that. Good, relaxed right? money. Relaxed money. What a great way to start the first quarter of the year. Um, what are you most excited about this program? Like, and the, and the tools. Uh, that okay. So I was saying before we started recording, I haven't really been taught. I wrote I, money, a love story. My first book came out in 2013 mm-hmm. and the money love course was my first program ever that I ran. It came out in 2012, but I have not actively done anything about money since 2015. It's been a very long time. So pulling this material out, brushing it up, evolving it, reinvigorating it and like moving it to the next chapter feels like putting on like my most favorite jeans that fit me perfectly. And I've got them on again, but they look even better now. Like it just feels so delicious. So there's also something so incredible about a a body of work ripening. You know, I, it, it has occurred to me over the last year that I am not new in this industry. And I know that seems really silly to say, but I'm like, I have been at this since 2009. I am the OG money queen. (laughs) I I literally, actually, I don't know if I I tagged you and I said that, but when I think of you, I think of you're the OG money queen. You're the person that I was, I mean, you even interviewed me for your money. I did. It's on YouTube. And I I rewatched it a few weeks ago and I was like, how much I've changed and even how much you've changed. Like we've all changed. But oh my gosh. Around, yes. And you are the person to go to when it comes, I believe, to really changing how we view money and our relationship to it, because the way in which you share your information, like I said, is so accessible and it's so easy. Thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So let me ask you this. I'm sorry. Is there anything else you want to say about your program? I mean, I can say so many things, but I think that's good for now. 
And is I'm this just for, excited. Is this for anyone who's in business or do you notice that you attract a lot of people from all walks of life? This particular program is going to be one that will serve you whether you're in business or not. Okay. Well, I'm excited to be promoting it. I want people who are listening, who knows that they have to, you know, really rewire their relationship to money, heal their nervous system around receiving. Um, this is my way of saying hashtag Vasavi approved. If you want to join Kate's program, go join it. I would never promote something that I didn't believe in or the person behind it. So I'll put all that information in the show notes. Um, Kate, I'd love to ask you this. We've talked about menstruation. We've talked about money. We've talked about life. I mean, we've talked about so many different things things, but actually we talked about like maybe two main things, but within that so many different tools you've given us a few of which I'm going to be applying immediately. I wanted to ask you with everything that we've said, is there anything left unsaid that you haven't said out loud? Yeah. Um, and that <laughs> you're like so much, are we ending? Let's keep going. But well, I mean, yes, we could do this all day, but I'll just yeah. say this one thing. There is something rampant among women, which is this feeling like you don't get to have what you want. And what I want to say is you are helping absolutely nobody by holding back on yourself from a success perspective, from a money perspective. If it were true that if you had less, that money would automatically go to somebody who needs it, that mindset would totally work. But that's not how money works. Money goes where it's loved and appreciated mm -hmm. and welcomed and celebrated. That's how money works. It doesn't automatically go to the person on the planet who needs it the most. Mm -hmm. But when money is welcomed, appreciated, celebrated, cared for by women, it does end up in the places that need it most. It is our job to be part of the healing on the planet to become more wealthy, more abundant. So we can not only infuse our own lives with those choices and possibilities, but also redirect capital to where it needs to go most because that is how women are built. I don't have anything else left to say. That was basically it. That, that basically summed it up. And I just want to say thank you for consistently being this person who is always looking to empower women to want more in their lives and, and not feel guilty about it. And, and actually the way, when you position it that way, like the more we bring in, the more we can actually heal our communities, heal ourselves. We can do more with that. We use it as a tool. So I just, I want to say thank you for always being a champion for women and their financial empowerment. It's been such a, I love talking to you. We can just giggle forever. And I'm like, I'm literally like five years old when I talk to you. I'm just like laughing all, I'm eating my oranges. It's great. But you always, I mean, you show up, you serve, you, you help people. You just say what needs to be said without the, the sugar coating and the fluff. And I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. Thank you so much for having me. Such a pleasure. Okay, everyone, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Say It Out Loud podcast. All the information about Kate and her upcoming program will be down below. I love you all. Talk to you soon. If you love today's episode, then say it out loud. Subscribe, leave a review, and come say hi over on Instagram at my name is Vasavi. Until next time, say it out loud.